0: Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. How are you doing this afternoon, Chad?
1: Uh I'm doing I'm doing well. I mean, as good as anyone's team that wins one 0 on a Good Friday and then mucks it up and gets I don't. Wouldn't say really turned over. Just kind of beaten two nil this afternoon. Or yeah, uh, earlier today as we were recording uh, day of the Burnley
0: two nil.
1: That's who, it, who that's do we call. think we
0: are? Who, are we t- are we Tufty Club now? Like recording day of after after a match. It's <laughs> It's not <laughs> what we do typically.
1: Yeah, no. Usually we wait a couple of days. But uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you, Noah?
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um unfortunately, I and I haven't talked about this on the podcast cuz I I'm one of those people kind of people who if you have a superstition and you tell people about the superstition, that negates the magic of the superstition. So, mm. I've been wearing the same shirt for every single United match like since I were in England. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the one that I'm wearing right now. It's my blue uh like 1992-1994 away style polo shirt with the, you know, the kind of teal badge. And until today, since I had been wearing this, Sheffield United had not lost, but now the magic of the shirt uh is now. So uh, I'm going to just go back to wearing my 21-22 kit, which is, you know, my other lucky shirt.
1: Yeah, we got to get us over the line now. Uh, so yeah. we'll,
0: one one can
1: go in the wash, and, and the other one can come out of the closet and uh, and kind of start the magic back up. Hopefully it's going to be a positive finish to this
0: season. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, other than – I mean, I don't know why I didn't turn that match off after the second goal went in, but apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. But um, other than watching that, you know, yesterday – My hockey team won the championship, so uh, we have our own little version of the Stanley Cup, and you know, I posted a picture online of me kissing that, and I don't know why I did. I probably have the Rona now because that thing was absolutely disgusting, but (laughs) yeah, it was cool getting to win a championship. I hadn't won a championship with a hockey team in a long time, probably since I were like 10 or 11, something like that. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, not great watching, obviously, earlier today. Wes now done for, what is it, two games, I guess? You know, yeah. there's the one for the professional foul and then the one because it's his second straight red of the season. So, yeah, um, we're going to be missing West for Cardiff City and Bristol City, respectively, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and he'll be back for the cup he'll be back for the semifinal
1: yeah i i don't understand you know I, I i get the first the first straight red of the season gone three games but why not just make it all the same why not well regardless of of what number of te- if this was so if this was his fifth straight red card of the season would he be still at two games or will we be pegged down to one or none at all i'm just curious is it kind of like a a trickle down system kind of like a reverse three two one or something i don't know how so
0: as i understand it it's the one because it was not a you know it was not dangerous play um it was what they call a professional foul and then the one additional game is because it's his second straight red of the season regardless of you know whether it was whether it was a um you know a really really bad foul or in this case a professional foul that's that's how i understand the rule so it's the accumulation of red cards uh coupled with the one match ban for the foul itself
1: okay interesting because i just i i just thought when i was like oh damn well i I might be off
0: base i i might not know what the fuck i'm talking about but that's based on everything that i've read i think that's what hal said as well on chef united way earlier today so as i understand the rule and i'm gonna take my cues from the other great blades con content creators out there um that's that's what it is
1: yeah yeah, because I immediately thought when it happened, I was like, "Well, there goes three games without him." I said, "Now we're going to be nervous with with Davo at the back." And good God, I mean,
0: did not uh, cover himself in glory today.
1: Bring it, Harpen's back to um, the time we put him in net against uh, Wrexham in the cup. Like, good God, yeah. hopefully, hopefully with to on paper, easier games down the road, he's able to, you know, somewhat not have much to do. And when called upon has to do something, I'm okay with that, but let's, let's hope that it's few and far between if you know what I'm saying. So we don't have to trouble him. And then Wes can get us in back in or can get back in goal against man city a week from Saturday. And, uh, all the way down the stretch run there
0: really quickly while we're on that fa cup game uh why don't you tell the people what you're uh trying to plan for those blades that are on the eastern seaboard for that fa cup game just so they have a little bit of notice here
1: yeah I, and I, I completely forgot to do it in the last episode the, the solo episode i did but i i got thinking about um Anybody that's in the North Carolina or the Southeast within driving distance, if they would, you know, want to on a, a Saturday, I think it's 1145 Eastern kick. Um, I will be hanging out at a bar in Charlotte, courtyard hooligans. Um, and we will have the game on a few of, of – me, my girlfriend, and a, a couple of buddies I work with, we're gonna go watch. Um, so, looking to meet for fellow blades from, you know, if you're in the southeast and or or somewhere in the state of North Carolina, you want to make the drive down? Let me know. Shoot me a DM. Hit our hit us up on uh, Twitter on Red Half Sheffield's Twitter page, um, and I'll give you the details for it. And you know, we can maybe get a good a good group together and get a match day picture taken and we'll post it on the internet and everybody will be all happy.
0: That'd be great. That would be great. And I'm trying to get the LA blades together. If you are listening, LA blades, uh, I think we're trying to get a watch party over at jocks or Dally's, uh in Culver city. So um, be on the lookout for that. I'll probably send an invite out to, well, you know who you are all 31 of you that are on that page it's a little
1: earlier for you quarter to nine start time for you guys on yeah. the west yeah. coast too. Boy, a little early
0: yeah well we'll get the drink tr- the drink in nonetheless <laughs> I, I i've been a joxers at like 4 30 in the morning you know watching games and just kind of getting the beers in at 4 30 in the morning good god yeah yeah good times good times well what do you say we just kind of quickly run through our 1-0 victory over Wigan Athletic this past Good Friday? And the first chance came to Tommy Doyle. Uh, he had a shot from outside the box. He got a pass from McAtee, um after a corner, uh, and that was high and wide to the right. And really, really, the next opportunity uh, was the goal, the one goal that separated the two sides in the eighth minute. Lovely ball from James McAtee into the box, and it just finds Ilman and Jaya. And it's that's about as easy of, of a goal as Illiman and Jaya will score all season, probably just a, a simple tap in. And yeah, I thought I thought it was a good like the buildup was good. Um, I think we kind of you know turn them on the break a little bit there, and uh it's just a, a an inch perfect pass from James McAtee, isn't it?
1: yeah. I mean it was you know. As you said, served on a platter till Iliman and Jai, and um, yeah, great build-up play from Blades, and you know it was a, it was a game that in after this goal in the first half we kind of dominated, and I've heard, uh, well, I listened to a few podcasts before the uh, the Burnley game this afternoon, and. One of them talked about the game against Wigan, and they're like, How did Chef United not win this three or were not up three, four, nil at halftime? It was just one of those games. But yeah, as we said, the goal, a great goal, easiest he'll probably ever score. If this was two or three years ago and David McGoldrick would have been there, he would have skied it over the roof of the net and we would have been nil, <laughs> nil. But good to see Skillman and I get back on the score sheet. And uh, yeah we we everything was looking up positive wise after full-time whistle blows on friday
0: yeah yeah and you know look billy sharp started this game and i thought that there was a very interesting statistic where when he starts we don't lose which is kind of like an interesting statistic if you think about it. i think it's been like what 20 some odd games uh when he started we just have not lost so uh, maybe there really is something to having that man Billy Sharp up top to start games. He certainly did not start today, and we did lose today. So,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying correlation is causation, but uh, at the same time, the numbers don't lie. They don't yeah. lie.
1: Start the skipper. Start the skipper every game to the end of the season.
0: Start him against Man City, <laughs> and everybody's. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't that be crazy? Against you know. Starting lineup comes out of against Man City, and I don't before the game. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, McBurney, shoe in, you know, and Die shoe in. Lineup comes out of freaking Billy Sharp. <laughs> I can Billy see Sharp. it. It's Billy Sharp, nine outfield defending players, and then West.
0: <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, he ju- just needs one opportunity. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Billy to score the game winner, 1-0, and then we go to the final.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> take that. I'll take that. Anyway, speaking of Billy Sharp, he had a golden opportunity on 12 minutes. Ball Duck, uh heads it and it's like right there for Billy. I think the I can't remember who the pass came in from. Um, but I think it was was it off of a, a free kick? I can't remember. It was, piece. Yeah. it was off, yeah. Um, and then you know, Balduck heads it back perfectly, and Billy's right there, and what does he do? He shoots it right into the keeper, right into the keeper. And oh. Ben Amos, you know, I mean, and that goes one or two feet right or left, but just dead into Ben Amos. And uh, yeah, it's a save. And uh, he, that 250 has been eluding Billy Sharp for, you know, that feels like half of a season at this point.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, part of me, well, all of me wants to get promoted sooner rather than later, so we can trot him out there and just say, Go and try and get it. Just go out and get it. Go get 250. Go on, go on, play, play. But I mean, as long as we like prolong this, you know, getting promoted, I have a feeling it's going to be kind of less and less that the skipper gets to start. Although, you know, stats, the stats say otherwise
0: yeah well, i and and then, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, he set it up perfectly. We get promoted. He makes an appearance in like our very first match back in the prem. and what does he do? He does exactly what he did, our first stint up uh, in the prem in you know the last decade and a half, and scores in order to either draw us level or get us points. Um, you'd love to see that. You'd yeah. absolutely love to see that, but. Yeah. Getting back into the game here, uh, Jaden Bogle, he had a shot on 12 minutes uh, and yeah, it just missed to the left. I don't think it was a really great shot. Um, Bogle did not impress in either game in which he started. And uh be honest with you, I can't wait for Max Lowe to you know, stop puking his guts out and uh, come back in into the side here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... And that's that's a crazy thing that we I never thought we would say is like Bogle doesn't really need to be in the side right now. And uh, man, that, that sucks for him because that was one he was like one or two consistent games away from probably nailing that spot down, and it's almost like he is nailed himself to the bench, honestly.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I and it's weird because you know at the start of the season you would have thought Bogle. I mean, he it's his it's his shirt to lose on a week to week basis. But now he's he's probably been the weaker of the two right wing backs. So yeah, Georgie boy back on the right.
1: Yeah, I mean, in in all credit to to Baldock not giving that spot up. You know, fighting back for it. You know, George had his had his little stint of injury, his little little bit of, of that injury at the beginning of the season, and then he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm taking the spot back and it's you know, it's it's rightfully mine, and I'm taking it and it's gonna be hard to relinquish it out of his hands because yeah. he's he's has almost taken that position by the scruff of the neck and been like, Good luck getting it back now.
0: Yep. <clears throat> I'm inclined to agree with you on that point. On 23, uh, Callum Lang had a shot that was blocked. On 29, Bedgay had a shot from outside the box that was also blocked. Um, on 35, Doyle really just kind of brimming with confidence on off of a free kick from, you know, I think just outside of the box. Uh, he hits it. It's It's way too high. But, I mean, I like that he's shooting Doyle, yeah. you know? I mean what do they say if you don't buy a ticket you don't you don't you don't get to see the show right
1: yeah I mean I feel like uh most of our attacking players now in the last few games have had seem to have the confidence to take their opportunities and try and you know it doesn't hurt if you don't shoot and it gets blocked it may take a deflection and go in for a, yep. for all we know you know yep you know there's nothing bad in shooting from inside the box cuz you might get a penalty you might get a handball who knows just i like i like that they're taking more of their opportunities
0: yep yep and to be honest with you i mean really there wasn't much action uh the rest of the half uh you know they had a, a little spell of possession but really could not get anything going in their attacking third wigan and, you know, we were just kind of content to just, I don't know, sit, wait, wait for them to come uh and, you know, kind of clear it and they'd cycle it back. And yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't know. I had this like feeling that this was like one of the most dominant wins that we've had, where we've only scored one goal, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I had us tipped at like three, four nil at halftime. And then when it went, when they blew halftime whistle and it was one nil I was like, this is the perfect scenario for Wigan to go level it up and this thing finish one one, but they really didn't show anything. And you know, as alluded to in my match preview before that, yeah, Wigan don't really have anything going right now in their side to to, you know, scare anybody and attack. And honestly, even in the second half, this game kind of petered out. And United was like, "Okay, Wigan, this is about the best you're going to do." Okay, we're 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 fine with that. We'll, we'll just take the one goal and we'll get out of here, and we'll take the three points and and go. Yeah,
0: on. yeah, one hundred percent. So the second half starts in you know, bang on the forty seventh minute. I'm at Hodzic down the right, puts in a great cross for Billy Sharp, and he has a free header. And again, either to the left or to the right of the keeper, he did a good job because he did head the ball down but you know ultimately was right into Amos again and yeah I mean he looked snake bitten in this game Billy Sharp didn't he
1: yeah, he did it just seemed like he couldn't do anything right and you know it's it's really weird that he can't you know, he, he, you see him have these many opportunities and he doesn't score. And it's just like, oh man, if he gets one, you know, if he gets one in these next couple of games, he might get a few in the last few games of the season.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, like you said earlier, Chad, I think that, you know, if we can somehow I all, but confirm promotion, you know, in the next three or four games, I think he will get a run out in the last couple.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah i i'd be agreed with that but you know the the longer we keep this we're not getting promoted circus going the less chances we'll have and you know we'll we'll get on to it osula even made a uh, uh, appearance today
0: yeah i mean that really was just uh well we're gonna lose this game have a run out well you know
1: yeah exactly
0: 48th minute Tommy Doyle has a shot from outside the box again it is too high um 51 minutes a little bit of skill from Illiman and Jaya who finds James McAtee outside the box and he takes a shot that misses to the left and then I mean not you know again you know we we had that good spell of possession to start the first half and then you know kind of it's kind of like here comes Wigan, you know um although they didn't really threaten that much. 60th minute, James McLean finds uh, Thilo Asgard in the center of the box, and he heads it, and it takes a pretty good save from West Fodderingham to keep it level at that point. Um, 63rd minute, Callum Lang has a header that misses to the right. Ahmed Hadzic had a shot in the 64th minute that was blocked. You know, just kind of going through it here. <clears throat> John Egan <laughs> missing again a absolutely clean like unmarked header in the mm-hmm. box and it just go he skies it again off of a corner from you know Tommy Doyle he finds his head and you know it it just goes up into the rafters basically
1: he never scores he never never scores he, it's like he gets too big for the moment and just, oh, I'm going to put it over the bar. I'm not going to put it on goal at any point. So,
0: yeah. Yep. On 76, uh, James McLean put in a cross for McGinnis and his header was high. And McGinnis again in the 77th minute, this time from Callum Lang. And the header goes to the left. Sander Bedgay had a shot in the 78th minute after a pass from Norwood. Um, That was, I think he was outside the box. I'm pretty sure. And uh, yeah, just not, not a great opportunity from Sander. It was high and, you know, to the, to the right. And what there were like a couple more chances that I think I, I, and I didn't write them down Uh, just looking through the BBC minute by minute here. Uh, Ollie Norwood had a shot in the 84th minute, but anyway, I, I, we're not going to bore you with all of those details. We'll just kind of Talk about, you know, how we felt at full time and, you know, who we thought our, our man of the match was in this one. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm going to say Hillman and Jaye you know, another game, another goal. And, yeah, that man, it, I for my money, he's the, one of the best players in the championship. And I just want to see him playing Premier League football, man. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I'm going to go
1: contrary, even though he didn't score. He had the opportunities. Bill, I'll go with Bill. Bill, Bill, uh, there was one moment we forgot to mention though in that game where it should have United should have had a penalty when Ginny, right. Jimmy Johnny Judy Judy Billy Bobby Fleck got pulled back. Right no call that was that was the last knocking zone. But yeah, I'll go back to my man of the match. I'd say Billy Man put in a, uh, another serviceable game, workmanlike performance. Brought his lunch pail to work and just put in a solid shift. Um. So the skipper, yeah.
0: I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that point. A lot of people didn't want to see Billy start another game after that performance.
1: I know. it's, it, But it, I don't know. I just love him. I'm infatuated with him. Not as like a crush weird thing. It's just I I, I just like that he embodies the club, you know? And, yeah. And, and the I'm going off on a tangent right now, but it's like watching us game week in and week out And, you know, I want to say that this team is a very cohesive group and, you know, they they like playing together. Then you turn on the Prem, especially this weekend when there was no, you know, the championship book ended the weekend on Friday and Monday. Then the Prem played all weekend. And I tell you what, some of the non-cohesive teams in the Prem, like if we were up there right now, I, without a shadow of a doubt, think we would be safe.
0: Because you think so? I,
1: I, I, th- I think so because Southampton is disjointed. Leicester looked disjointed. Forest have been disjointed all the way from the the start of the season with their five hundred players. Even the likes of Chelsea look disjointed. Liverpool looked looked completely off it, and it's just like. If you get a team that has a little bit of a, like a good core group of guys and they are they get cohesive and and could bring that on a match day, I mean you make your side really tough to beat. Like Brentford, look at Brentford. Yeah, they should be nowhere near the top half of the table. And they are just a good cohesive group with a striker, with a striker up top and Ivan Tony. And look, they're I mean, even Brighton who I yeah. mean, they're flirting with Europe those yep. teams so it's 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 good to see that our our team is almost like we win together we lose together you know it's we all if we all lose we all lose and you know we pick each other up and go again you know
0: yeah no I, I'm inclined to agree with you on on that point I do think that this team has a, a certain and the thing is I think it you know you need to have quality players which uh for this level we obviously do um but we do have that com- like sense of camaraderie i mean a lot of these players have been playing together for 3 4 some even 5 plus years and you know that really does help you know i'm thinking about you know fut um and you know you, you have to, if you have players that have cohesion you know that adds stats or whatever mm-hmm. you know yep. i say this not playing a whole lot of Foot, but at the same time, uh, I do know that piece. Yeah. So, I, the other player I kind of want to quickly highlight here—he wasn't my man of the match, but um definitely somebody who I thought played his best game uh against Wigan in a long time was I know Ahmed Hodzic. I mean, it, this were his best game since he had the glandular fever. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can see he's definitely getting. I don't want to say back. I guess, yeah. Honestly, back up to pace to where he was at the beginning of the season, where you know he's not—he's going on more of those those marauding runs,
0: into exactly the,
1: into the final third, and it yeah. almost was like he was doing it at the beginning of the season. Then he hit the wall and, and got glandular fever, and then you know it kind of stalled off, and now it's taken a couple of months, and he's back to almost his old self.
0: Yep. Yep. So the other thing I want to talk about is uh, the two other results on Friday that kind of went our way. Um, obviously, Burnley doing the business over Burra and um, Millwall. It was Millwall who, who drew Luton. Is that who it was?
1: Mm, give me a second. It was. Yes, you're right. Go on with that.
0: Yeah. So. Um, obviously, you know, them not getting max points definitely helped our case a little bit further. And, you know, you went into that game thinking, well, uh, you know, we will probably only be four points ahead or three points ahead maximum. And, you know, we came out of it. What was it? Eight or seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that was the good news. Obviously today, uh, Burra dropped points again. Luton did end up getting the win after conceding first, I think
1: Mm -hmm. to to
0: Blackpool. Um, But, you know, I, I'm not, I'm a little concerned, but I'm not overwhelmingly concerned after today's performance against Burnley. I, I don't really want to go, you know, too in depth, in depth, obviously, you know, Goodmanson getting the goals uh, on 60 and 70 minutes. I thought we played well in the first half defensively after, West Fodderingham got that red card. Um, it was just a, such a stupid – I mean, can we talk about how much of a stupid moment that was? You know, absolutely zero communication between Jack Robinson and West Fodderingham. I mean, you either just put that out of play. You, you feel that, that um, you know, the player uh, – I can't remember who it was uh, who yeah, was well. fouled – yeah tell who's a very good i mean very very good player in his own right um you just put it out i mean even if you have to concede a corner at that point just you know get it out and uh what happened i mean i i i don't know who's who's more at fault because i mean typically your goaltender will say either leave it or go ahead and take it and and clear it out um and i i just think it was a miscommunication between jackie long throw and wes and you know obviously the two respectively were off off pitch um, immediately after that happened. So, you know, I mean, you can say that's reflective of how poor that moment was, you know, Hecky immediately giving JLT the yank, you know, in order to get Davies in.
1: Yeah. Now, in I, uh, leading up to today's game, I, I watched the highlights back of the reverse fixture when we won five, two, and you know it harkens back to the first goal jackie throw own goal off the face into the back of that and then then the next goal jackie throw gets beat again because of an issue at the back similar to what happened today to make it to give Burnley their second, and then you you go into today's game and just be like, what in the hell are we doing? It's like they had never played a a game of, you know, here I go rambling on about cohesiveness, and then it looks like Jackie Longthrow and and Wes have never played together, and we get a mix-up at the back. Wes just should have come through, cleared it. It should have been on to the next one, but then we just – I don't know. I'm um, speechless. Shut and then the ref pointed to the spot for a penalty, but it wasn't a penalty. It was a free kick. He got excited because the game was on TV. He's like, Oh shit. Oh shit, red card, yellow, pink, red, green was going in it. I don't know. Yeah, it just it was uh it was just one of those games, you know. If you read people on the internet right now, they're just saying scratch it off. It was a free hit of a game. It didn't go our way. Yes, we lost our goalkeeper for two games, but we should be okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the fingers uh the fingers crossed right there. Um, you know, the only real opportunity United had was uh that error at the back, Illiman and Jaya inches away from you know, kind of poking it past the Burnley keeper um and slotting it home, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be. I mean, obviously, I think that would have completely changed the match. I don't think we concede a second uh, in that case. The, I mean, the second goal, really, I think that were 100% Bogle's fault. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. like, get it out. Get it out. Like, whatever you have to do, concede a corner at that point. But yeah, I mean, it just felt perfectly. Um, and then it, it felt perfectly for Tella. I think was or who who was it who pulled it back to to Goodmanson? I can't even remember. I think remember. it was
1: I think it was Teller that got it back to Goodmanson, and he just bangs it home. But the whole thing is, is, honestly, you have to you have to give an applause to the boys because they the whole fact that they defended what when did West go off in like the fifteenth minute,
0: seventeenth yeah
1: yeah. So you gotta commend. You know the boys for defending For 60 minutes Honestly It's not no easy task Giving the top team in the league A man advantage and being like Alright hold on here We're, It's going to be a bumpy ride And you know To our credit we only conceded two Now it probably should have only been one Like you said Bogle should have cleared the ball and, and, and got on with the game And you know who Who's to say if they don't bag another one but, you know, it it, it was good defending in, in United's part. I mean, that's one thing you can take. And honestly, if we would have probably – if we probably would have stayed the whole game with 11 men, I think we probably would have – it probably would have ended up level on 1-1. I yeah. think we would have got one. They We would have got one earlier, and then they would have pegged one back later in the game, and it would have yeah. finished 1-1 because I think the teams were – Honestly, in my opinion, Burnley and United are pretty even, I'd say, in teams. Burnley might have a little bit more star-studded star power. But, I mean, if you're playing in terms of you United States uh, playoffs, best of seven, you're probably going seven games, honestly.
0: Yeah. I And the thing was, I mean, why it was even more disappointing when the sending off happened was at that time, you know, at the 17th minute, we had had the more dangerous opportunities and we looked the better side in this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, look, they, they had made changes from the team that played Burra on Friday, but at the same time, you know, I, I we were the better side for that first 17 minutes.
1: Yeah. Then it all went downhill and, you know, we come away 2 0 loss. And, it, you know, it, a lot of people were expecting us to lose this game. No, not in the fact fashion we did today. But, you know, we, we kind of all had an X through this. And we just go again against Cardiff because, you know, the schedule starts to ease up on paper. If, yep. if if we can say that, and so you know you have a winnable game at the weekend, and you're you know you're just ticking the games off now. If if we can get three points of getting that automatic promotion, and hopefully Luton go and drop a point or two or all three of them.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, I, if we're going to look at ease of schedule, you know, obviously Luton and Middlesbrough have to play one another. So, um, you know, that's dead bang on one of those sides dropping points. I mean, ideally, they both only take a point, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if this point if you'd prefer a Middlesbrough win at that, that point.
1: That's what that's what I was about to say. You know, what what what's the lead over Middlesbrough right now? Is it? What, I think it's seven. Seven. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, no, it's, it's eight. Oh, it's we eight. eight it is it's eight. eight points. So honestly, if you go for, a, you know, say we win our couple, you know, both the city games, you know, there's six more points and then the, the Luton, you know, the Luton Middlesbrough game is the weekend is this the weekend of when we play City in the FA Cup semi-final. If Middlesbrough go and take that game, that pretty much takes Luton completely out of it. That probably if we go and win those two games, the two league games, and then make up the West Brom game, we that might be us promoted, honestly.
0: Yeah. I it could be. It definitely could be. Um but we do have a, I would say, desperate team this coming weekend at the Lane in Cardiff City, um, who are, you know, just outside of the relegation zone right now on 42 points. They do have a game in hand on chasing uh, Reading. Um, Blackpool and Wigan, I think, are kind of cut adrift at the, probably at this point. But uh, Reading still probably could survive. Um, couple results go their way, but yeah, it's kind of tight at the bottom there with QPR and Huddersfield on 43, and then Ravram on 45 points. Um, so you know, look from 18 to to 22, you know, they're really separated by maximum four points at this point. So uh, the relegation battle uh, should be interesting heading into the final stretch here. Cardiff will be desperate to try to pick up points, but they've not done very well recently. Um, they lost today at home to Sunderland. They did beat Blackpool on Good Friday, three one. But prior to that, they lost to Cardiff. I'm sorry, they lost to Swansea City uh, at home. In you know, it was a last minute winner, I think, from Ben Cabango uh, that sealed that for Swansea City in that derby. Um, and then prior to that, they drew West Brom and then got beaten by Preston away. So, um, you know, not in great form, our Cardiff City. And they're also missing their top goal scorer right now, a name that we should be very familiar with in Callum Robinson. Um, and, you know, for that that little stretch when he was, you know, doing very well for us in the Prem, he was he were a good player for us. But yeah, um, I don't expect this to be. A great Cardiff City team, um, just based on how they played against Sunderland, who we've proven ourselves against twice this season. Um, looking at, at at you know the the team sheet, Chad, who do you think are going to be their danger men?
1: Well, they with- they started Connor Wickham today, and he only has one goal for him, and I mean. They since since Callum Robinson, in you know he was their leading goal scorer, but he only had five total goals. Four, so that that right there just tells you that Cardiff don't score goals. And you know the reverse fixture at the Cardiff City Stadium was zero to one Blades earlier in the season. I think it was before the international break. Um, but they've only scored thirty three goals. You know, ah. Uh, I see it being very hard for them to score. Obviously, they have the likes of Perry and G at the back and Kip Ray And Allsop had an absolute all-time great game against us to keep Cardiff in the game and only lose 1-0. So if we can break them down, honestly, I think – this this one might go heavy in favor of the blades and I want us to get a very convincing win. I kind of want to go out and thump them. Go like yeah. 2 3-0 just just to you know show that we shrugged off the Burnley loss and we go because we're the early kickoff on Saturday, the first kickoff, 1230 kickoff on, on Saturday. Let's go out, get a result, and put it on the board and say, all right, beat that now.
0: Yep. No, 100%. And, you know, I think that us winning the early game may have a, I don't know, could have an effect on the psyche of both Bora and Luton. So that'll put added pressure on them, yep. you know, to where they feel they have to get a result.
1: And, you know, you, you spoke of of who Luton play Rob away from home in Middlesbrough. They play. Who do they play? Oh, they play. See, they host Norwich on on Friday night. So Middlesbrough are gonna have a game in hand or a game played in this match week. If Norwich, if the Canaries can somehow get a result, that probably takes Middlesbrough completely out of it. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, if if Middlesbrough drop another two points and come away with a draw, I really think that does it in. But you know, I, I listened to the, the Middlesbrough-Bristol City commentary today, and, you know, Bristol City threw away a 2-0 win – or 2-0 lead. And you would think, like, Middlesbrough are just absolutely, like, world beaters and the, the race for seconds back on. But if Norwich kind of snuff them out, I think that puts them to the wayside, and we all might just have to worry about Luton, that, and that'd be it. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. And I think – I mean <sighs> – now I I want to pull up Luton's fixtures for the rest of the season. But um, yeah, uh, I think that they don't exactly have a, you know, a bang on easy season the rest of the rest of the way here, looking at their fixtures. Yeah, they've got Ravram and Redding. I think those are probably guaranteed to be uh, two wins for them, most likely. But like I said, they have to play Bora. They have to play Blackburn, who uh, you know, and they have to go away to do that. And then their last game is a, a, against the Tigers, who will probably be on the beach at that point. Mm-hmm. But um, they do have two very difficult games uh, against Bora and Blackburn, respectively. And I think they um, they're hosting Bora, but at the same time, I, I don't think Blackburn. I think Blackburn will still try to. Try try to be getting into the playoffs at that point because they're like right at the precipice of not be, not making playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, they're uh, they've been so up and down Blackburn over the last month that, that their results haven't really you know went in their favor. I think they've lost three and three in a row, and then they got a draw today. So I don't know. Only time will tell with with side, but I I think I said something to you in. in us recording, I said Luton and not drop any more points the rest of the season. So there therefore, I mean, you know, we do have, we do have some games that we could drop points in and you know, still be in that second spot. And I think we do have a superior goal difference. We do. So, so we have them covered on that, but it's just, man, you know, as United fans, we're going to make this as nervy as possible.
0: Of course. I mean, that's the chef United way, right? Mm -hmm. Really quickly here before we wrap things up, um, you see any changes for United heading into the game at the weekend against Cardiff?
1: I think Mac Mac attack comes back in. Obviously Wes is coming out Mac attack in for Norwood. And then we just roll with that midfield there. We'll have enough days to rest the squad. Um hopefully Max Lowe quits being sick and he's good to roll and he comes back in. Other than that, I can't see any other changes. I think we're I think we're in the spot where we just roll with with, with our best eleven now down the stretch, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way I see it too. Um really, you know, Norwood today and look, granted we were defending for the majority of the game, but um yeah, I mean, he seems to have regressed, you know, yeah. kind of back to pandemic Norwood, which is shocking consider considering how on form he was to start the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's ebbs and flows of the Ali Norwood train up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So
0: we shall see. What about a score prediction from you uh, against Cardiff at the weekend?
1: Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to go with 2-0. Skilleman and um, let's see. Sandy Barge on the score line.
0: All right. I I, want to see a Sander Badgate goal. I really, really do. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 to the Blades. And it's going to be McAtee and Ollie McBurney.
1: Okay. Good to see McBurney back in the goals. Uh, back in the goals, I did forget that Adam Davies is going to be in goal, so we'll probably give up a goal anyway. So I'll change yeah. it to, I'll, I'll I'll mirror your score line, and say not 2-0, two 2-1. Two Adam Davies, How? Way, way to copy me. Way to copy <laughs> me, bro. I, I,
0: as you said, that was like, oh,
1: damn, Adam Davies is in goal. Yeah, we're not keeping a clean sheet.
0: <laughs> well, anything else that uh, you want to talk about before we uh, head out here, Chad?
1: No, that, that just about does it. And um yeah, I'm, I'm, my hands are starting to shake because I'm getting nervous. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, Deadbat said this on on Tufty Club. As hard as it is right now, with as few games as we have left in the season. We've got we've got to really embrace and enjoy this season because next year we all know it's probably going to be miserable and we're gonna we're gonna have stretches where we probably lose five six seven eight nine games in a row and we're gonna probably rooted to the bottom of the table. You know, obviously they're going in the beginning of the season and say, "Oh heck, he's not going to get sacked," and then probably in December he'll be sacked, and then we'll have some caretaker manager just kind of. Olympus to the finish line of next year so i feel myself almost from time to time being like oh i just want to get up i just want to get up but knowing next year is going to be not probably where we all want us want it to be like it was the first season we went up so just remember to relish these few final few games of this championship season whether we get promoted or not i mean it, it is what it is but just you know, if, if we do a year from now, we could be saying, well, you know, 10 games left. We're going back down to the championship, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be a sour, you know, a sour season. And, you know, when we should really be celebrating the accomplishments of this, this team has done this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to get up at the crack of dawn to watch the Blades every Saturday.
1: Yeah for sure. I'm definitely if we do go up, I'm definitely going to miss this league as I said numerous times.
0: Yeah. I it's a fun league, man. It's certainly always entertaining and, you know, like like we've said many, many times, anybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday, you know. You're right. How about a uh, watch along? Are you and Robert going to be doing the watch along on chef? United, I
1: know right? I will. I have not. I have not contacted Robert yet, but I would imagine Mr. Kitson will be available. So look out for us early, 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 early Saturday morning. East coast time as Noah just opens his eyes to watch us put all the goals in at four 30 in the morning. On the yeah, West
0: coast. That's literally what I, I do. I, uh, I have my computer by my bed, by my bed. I'll open it up, uh, put on uh, SUTV Live, and just kind of watch from bed. That's yep. that's typically what I do on those four thirty games. And sometimes I'll join you at halftime. Every yeah. now and again, I'll join you at halftime if I'm feeling up for it. Once I've had in my uh, my tea, yeah. To start the start the day. Anyway, um, really quickly, if you haven't done so already, please give this podcast a follow on social media at Red Sheffield on Twitter at the Red Half of Sheffield on. Facebook, and please do like, and subscribe, uh, to our YouTube, uh, channel. You can find us at red half of Sheffield on YouTube. Um, and probably starting again next week, Chad will have the preview for Bristol city, right? Yes.
1: I apologize. I I have reached out to a Bristol city podcast. Haven't heard back from them. It was within the last hour of us starting this recording, uh, was not able to find any Cardiff podcast or anybody that would want to link up with us. We did have a Burnley podcast reach out to us, but with a quick turnaround, it wouldn't have made sense. So hopefully we're back with a uh, Bristol City preview this coming or this following week after the Cardiff game.
0: Sounds good, buddy. Well, with that being said, until this Saturday when we play I almost said Bristol city there, Cardiff city at home up the blades, Chad up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards.